This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. I was thinking about that image of laying down one's life. The first person I thought of was, well, Jesus. Just that Jesus doesn't ask of what he himself was not willing to do. That Jesus laid down his life for us. His death on the cross. And then I thought about the people over the ages who have have sought to imitate Jesus in their willingness to give to the point of, of giving their life. And I thought of Maximilian Kolbe. He was a Franciscan priest in Poland. In 1941, he was arrested by the Gestapo and sent to Auschwitz, a concentration camp. In July, one prisoner escaped from the camp, prompting the deputy camp commander to pick 10 men to be starved to death in an underground bunker to discourage further escape attempts. When one of the men that was selected cried out, my wife, my children, Colby volunteered to take his place. According to an eyewitness who was an assistant janitor at that time, Colby led the condemned prisoners in prayer. Each time the guards checked on him, he was standing or kneeling in the middle of the cell and looking calm at those who entered. Uh, after two weeks, the other nine men had starved and, 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 and to death. They had been deprived of water. Only Colby remained alive. The guards wanted the bunker emptied, so they gave Colby a lethal injection. He died on August 14th. He was canonized as a saint by Pope John Paul II in 1982. The Pope declared him a martyr of charity. August 14th is his feast day. Franciszek Gajonczyk, the man Colby saved at Auschwitz, survived the Holocaust and was present at his canonization ceremony. Others, too, have sacrificed their lives for the sake of others. Soldiers, doctors and nurses, firefighters, police, rescuers, somebody drowning. And I can't help but ponder that I'm guessing that those are people who, they did something very heroic, but I bet the way they lived their life up to that point prepared them to do it. I bet it was in the little sacrifices that they made day to day. That's what allowed them to step forward when it was their time. I'm guessing for most of us, we won't in our lives be doing something where we were laying down our life quite as in dramatic a fashion. But all of us, I think there are little ways that we die to self each day for the sake of the love of others, that we make sacrifices for, out of love for our children, our spouses, our parents, our students, uh, just it's just part of living. And, and that's really, I think, part of our life is every day as a follower of Jesus to ask that question of ourselves. what Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. Um, every time we face a decision, how can I act that is in a way of love? In the news this week, 
you know, even talking about with uh, vaccination for COVID-19 that uh, we're now at the point where there's enough vaccines available that anyone over the age of 16 can be vaccinated. And I've been hearing even about how they, something about bars offering shots for a shot as an incentive. In West Virginia, if you're between the ages of 16 and 35 and you get vaccinated, they'll give you a $100 uh, savings bond. I'm not aware that those kind of incentives are here in Michigan. But when I think about the people who I know who have been vaccinated, and from my own experience, it's not about being in incentives. The motivation is a motivation to love, to love those that we know and those we don't know. It was not you who chose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. This I command you, love one another. I hope that you received either an email, uh, for those of you who have our, we have our, your emails, or if not, we, we tried to send letters to everybody else from me this week. I wanted to uh, let you know about uh, Bishop Boyer, uh, what he has said about, he wrote, uh, as of Pentecost, which is two weeks from today, I am lifting the dispensation for the Diocese of Lansing. We are all now obliged to participate in Mass on Sundays and Holy Days. This is a serious responsibility on the part of all the faithful people of God, unless excused for a serious reason, for example, illness or the care of infants, or dispensed by their own pastor. Obviously, if it is impossible to fulfill this obligation, then it is not binding. When in doubt, speak with your pastor. Well, I thought as your pastor, I should speak. I join with Bishop Boyer in a desire to have everyone return to Mass. That's our calling as Christians, is to gather together to give worship and praise to God at, at Sunday Mass. At the same time, I also want to leave it up to you and your conscience to determine when you feel you can safely return to Mass. That will depend on the circumstance of each individual and household. And I'm very pleased that you're gathered here this morning. And I know, you know, for some you've been here ever since things started, and for some it's been kind of a gradual process. So I, I'm anticipating that will be a similar thing for others who have not yet returned. But uh, I do want, if you know of anybody, please let them know that uh, whenever they're ready to come back, uh, we're anxious to welcome them. And we will continue to offer Mass live stream. Now, how do you have everybody come back? As you know, we've, um, the bishop has limited church capacity. At first, it was 25% capacity. Then he raised it to 30%. Uh, now, he says we can raise it to 100%. Uh, now, some people have said, well, what about the governor's orders on restrictions of indoor gatherings? Well, religious activities are exempt from enforcement regarding capacity limits. What I'm concerned about is the safety of all of us here. And 
So I want us to implement this in a way that makes sense. And so kind of the thinking, and as I bounce it off pastoral council, is, you know, right now, anybody over 16 who wants the vaccine, it's easily attainable. But you have to allow time for the vaccines to be effective. So I think Pentecost, two weeks from now, that's a little quick, in my opinion, for doing every other row or, or stopping that. So um, we will, how we'll do it here is, um, well, first of all, if, if do not come to church, if you're showing any symptoms or have been exposed to anyone who has tested positive. Second, please continue to wear a mask. Uh, third is that we'll continue to do every other pew uh, for social distancing and then as we get uh, further along, and I'm anticipating sometime in June, I, you know, I, don't, I can't say a, what Sunday because I think it just kind of depends on, um, you know, do the numbers, are they going down for COVID or not? And, and just to allow, as I said, the vaccine to be effective. But I'm anticipating that at, at sometime in June, we'll start and we'll do it one bank of pews at a time. So we've got four banks of pews. So basically the pews over here, that's where we'll start by taking off the ribbons in between. And then we'll kind of, as conditions allow, kind of work our way across the church. That's, that's what I'm anticipating happening, okay? Um, one other piece is that uh, we've been having people enter through the canopy, but if you or someone you know is handicapped and if it's easier for you to come into church this way, by all means, we'll have these doors open so you can enter this way. Uh, this is, as you're well aware of, at home and at, at work and at school, this is kind of a work in progress, how this all evolves. Uh, I do ask for your prayers, and I invite your questions and suggestions and uh, how best that we can proceed, that we can have everybody to return to church, but also to do it in as safe a manner as we possibly can.